Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the awesome-tacular Two Geeks in a Microphone show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in Geekdom land. Well, technically, everybody, I guess we should be honest with you. <laughs> it is afternoon, and we're pre-recording this. So what you're seeing is a pre-recorded episode from... Actually, we're filming this on Star Wars Day. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you as well. <laughs> so today I said, uh, happy Star Wars Day to a few people. And they're all like, happy Star Wars Day. I'm like, you don't understand how this works. I say happy Star Wars Day. You're supposed to say, may the 4th be with you. And then I say, and with you all also. <laughs> <laughs> How do you people not get this? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, some people enjoy Star Wars. Some people are fanatics like us. And, you know, yeah, sure, sure. that's yeah. true. <laughs> There's some people out here out there who don't like Star Wars Day and are still fanatics like us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> One of them, a particular YouTuber that blocked me a couple years ago. Right. I remember that. It's OK. It's OK, Mike. It's OK. <laughs> Still haven't got over it. I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Part of the reason this is is, is pre-recorded and it is because I had to make a trip out of town that was unexpected. So I appreciate Mike being gracious and so we could still hang out together and, and still have the show. Life happens. It does. <laughs> Sometimes not in the order we want it to. Right, hey, right. It is what it is. Yeah, well, as you can all tell by the title, we actually are going to be talking about Star Wars Heir to the Empire. Now, this is the first of the trilogy by Timothy Zahn, and we're going to get into more detail about that. Um, it's kind of really a long time coming, I think, for us, because this was the first Star Wars books that I read. Oh, me too years ago and and loved it and the funny thing is is well i'll get into that i'll save that for the podcast yeah. later on save it for the podcast dude right right <laughs> well wait we are on the podcast but wrong timing <laughs> right. we got we got other segments to do before yes to yes the, let's to let's go to the let's do our first segment here all right let's jump into the geeky news okay i i got just a couple segments for the geeky news um, first segment is, and I thought this was super cool. And I, I almost went to the comic book store yesterday. Cause I was like, I got to find out if this is actually out yet and pick it up. So I got it for the podcast, uh -huh. but I didn't go to the comic book store. So. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so I saw a headline, Michael Keaton's Batman officially joins the DC comics main continuity. And, oh. and I was super surprised about that. Wasn't that called like Batman 89 or something? Uh, well, okay, Batman 89 happened. I have all the issues. And basically, Batman 89 is a continuation of the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. But it continues as if, like, the other two that we shall not talk about didn't happen, which is the way it works in my head. <laughs> but the comic actually has... It has the Michael Keaton Batman. You like that? Right, I did. <laughs> um, the Michael Keaton Batman. It has, uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, Billy D. Williams as yeah. as Two Face, uh, which is really darn supposed to be Two Face, right? Right. Yeah. Well, he yeah. played Harvey Dent in the eighty nine Batman, and I, you know, honestly, I would have loved to have seen him. I, I would have loved to have seen what he could have brought to the character. Yeah. I think that would have been an interesting take on Two Face. So we we kind of get it in the comic book. It, it's it you know it's there, and then we actually get an introduction to 
his Robin. So he actually has his own Robin introduced in that series. But that's kind of, I, I when it came out last year, I kind of took that more as an Elseworlds and less than main continuity. But according to, and here I'll try to show the, the article. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. Okay. Sure. So uh, Michael Keaton's Batman officially joins the DC Comics main continuity. Bruce Wayne runs into Michael Keaton's Dark Knight while traveling through the multiverse as he pursues a dangerous villain in Batman number 135, which I am going to go look for. <laughs> Most likely this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's one other thing I need to announce. Um, Bruce Wayne comes face to face with Batman 89's Dark Knight who was played by Michael Keaton in the Tom, Tom in the Tim Burton directed film in DC's in DC's Batman 135. Uh, Batman 135 comes from writer Chip Z, oh my gosh Z D A R S K Y. How do you how do you pronounce Zdarsky? that? Zadarsky? Okay. Yes. And uh artist Sorry. Mike Hawthorne and uh Jorge Jimenez and Mikel Jeanette. Oh my gosh, these names. I cannot say them. Okay. Anyway, uh, the current, the Batman of Gotham, Bruce Wayne found himself trapped in an alternate version of Gotham following a battle with failsafe in order to get home. Bruce has, has had to face red mask, a dangerous version of the Joker who is messing around with the multiversal energy in an attempt to learn more about prime earth's clown prince of crime. So, and, and here's a nice, nice panel from it with a great Ooh. shot of the Michael Keaton, Batman. And it looks like the 89 version of it. It looks, it great. looks fantastic. I love it. Mm -hmm. But it's apparently really Michael Keaton's not the only one that gets, uh, gets immortalized in it. Um, the 66 Batman, Adam West, is also in this issue, too. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, according to this article, Batman 135, every Batman movie, TV show, video game, and Elseworlds cameo explained. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And Boy, really nice shot of up. all the different Batmans there. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's really cool. And then here we get the Michael Keaton that's one. That's a great, great panel. And then <gasps> there he is, Adam West in all his glory. And apparently, uh, I was reading in the article that Adam West uh, says something about his bat shark repellent, too, which I find hilarious <laughs> i mean and and there's there's robin too so yeah <laughs> pretty neat stuff there okay. right that is cool and the other thing i got for our geeky news is jim lee he got a promotion um he is now president publisher and chief creative officer of dc comics nice so um and uh, a coworker of mine pointed out the fact that we have James Gunn, who's basically in charge of all the movies and, and you know, and TV series and stuff. James Gunn is a fellow St. Louisite, and so is Jim Lee. So okay. we, we got two of the, the biggies of DC, uh, running DC, who are from St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Right on. I thought that Very was kind of nice. Yeah. And the last thing I have for geeky news is do not forget. So when, when this is airing, it'll be airing Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday morning is free comic book day. Uh, so make oh, sure. Go out and get your just, free comics. Yeah, go get your free comics. Go, go give your uh, local comic book shop some love and don't just get your free comics. Buy something else from them too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to support our, our local comic book shops. Right. Keep those guys in business. They're, they're Very nice. Like it. Well, the only thing I have on Geeky News is the the trailer for Dune 2 Part 2 dropped. And it looks fabulous. 
Fabulous. The first one, I know, part one was a little bit of a... I'll, I'll, I'll keep my comments to myself. Right. <laughs> well, well, people can watch that show. They can go back and watch that show that we did. But I, I'm looking forward to it uh, cool. just to see it because while it was all build up, you know, really the second half is what's really is kind of the exciting part. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, maybe I'll try. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's move on to Geek Dar. Well, you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. Yep. Some <laughs> people say the same about us. <laughs> that's right, by golly. That's why we play it. <laughs> So I don't have a lot for Geekdar. Um, it's been kind of a busy week, uh, but I have been reading up on Berserker, getting ready for our upcoming episode on Berserker. So it's in two weeks, right? Uh, I don't know. Now we just ran through the schedule. Now, now you want me to go back through it? Oh, in no, my no, no. Head. we're doing that June second. I'm sorry, that's June second. We're gonna right. Yeah, we we we. Pushed it back because pushed it back because of other things that popped up. Yes, right, That's right, because right. there's something else that popped up. But um, right. for those of you who do not know, Berserker is Keanu Reeves' uh, new newish comic book. It's been out for about a year now. Um, I, I've me- I've mentioned it before, but mm-hmm. um, I've read the first five issues so far of a. 12 part 12 or 13 part series right and they just the last issue just came out i mean like the last last issue yeah limited run right it's kind of funny the last issue that just came out the last issue of deceased uh war of the undead gods came out and the last issue i think of uh the joker uh batman and joker deadly duel just came out this week which i'll have my poll so so okay. yeah, which which we also plan on going over deceased and and uh, Batman and the Joker. So doing a lot of comic books lately. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's great. I love comic yeah. books, so. and and it forces me to read them. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna do a, an episode on it, that means I have to read them. So right. and they're not just sitting here. <laughs> Which I have a bad habit of doing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my geek dar berserker. Right on, right on. Yeah, it's a twelve book series. I'm looking it up now to verify. Nice, twelve nice. book series, and it's on Amazon where you get Comicsology. So all twelve are on there. Cool. Right on. And I have the physical copies. Right on. That's even cooler. So, yeah. Well, hey, for, for my Geek Dar is uh, today as being, well, we're filming today being, you know, may the 4th be with you. I uh, Several things came out on Disney Plus, one of those being Vision Season 2. And uh, I still haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, right. I, so no spoilers, no spoilers, but I'll give you my social media reaction that people do. Uh, straight out of the theater kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> you so saw it, it in the theater? No, that'd be cool though. It's I'm telling you, this would be cool in the theater. Uh, uh, we're going to do next week's show is going to be on it. So we're going to talk about it there. I, I, I have no qualms about watching it all over again for the show. <laughs> wow. Um, it is. F- that says a lot. It's fabulous. Fabulous. Um, and, and we, you know, we may rank which ones of our, our favorites or whatever, but, but, uh, I, if anybody, you get a chance just to watch, just watch the first one, just watch the first one, go with it, roll with it. And just the art on all of them is phenomenal. The people who do Wallace and Gromit, that studio, they do one, they have one Ardman, Ardman studio. They do one. It's really good too. So, yeah. So each one's got its different style and stuff, and but it's really, it's really well done. So yeah, that's all I'll say. That's all I got. I'll say about that. All I got to say about that. I will probably watch that just after we're finished recording this. So. <laughs> 
some of us had to work today. You know, you know, May the Fourth is a Jedi holiday because I still had to work. So right. <laughs> I still had to work too, but I thought that was funny. That meme you posted on our page with the stormtrooper at his desk. <laughs> I felt today, man, dude, I should be off. This is like my holiday, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. We got an email, uh, saying where, uh, where your favorite star Wars shirt today. And I was like, yeah, like I need, I need somebody to tell me to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a few other people are like that's your shirt almost every day <laughs> <laughs> not every day but <laughs> right right that's funny okay so uh are we ready to continue all right let's hit the main event it's time for the main event All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here we are to talk about Heir to the Empire. Now, um, I'll be honest, everybody. I cheated. I read the comic books. I went through and read the, the six-issue comic book series, which I know is going to be different. Now, now, hold on. You've read the books before, though. It's not it like... A long time ever... I was sitting there yeah, going, through the, going through the comic books going, I don't remember this. Nice. Nice. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I really, uh, you know, I mean, just time is crazy, but I was just like, oh, this is so, such a good story. And I'm sitting there thinking, why do I not remember this? Because granted, that was uh, years uh, ago. 1991 <laughs> is when it came out. It came out, uh, wait a minute, I have it somewhere here. <laughs> it came out May 1st. Yeah. This, this, I, I posted the, the this day in Star Wars history on May first, which would have been Monday, so it came out May first, nineteen ninety one. This was the first Star Wars book that I had ever read, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> arguably first novel I actually ever read all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, but you you gotta you gotta remember that was as we used to refer to it as. The dark times, right? <laughs> when, when there was no Star Wars, we all thought Star Wars was dead and gone mm-hmm. as a franchise. You know, um, it was kind of at that point in time, it was almost like a cult following. You know, mm-hmm. there was just uh, you know a few of us that that expressly loved Star Wars still. And uh, and believe me, when when you saw someone with a Star Wars T-shirt back then, it was like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan. You're a Star Wars fan. Now you see Star Wars T-shirts everywhere. Everywhere. Right. You know, but back then that was different because, again, it was the dog times. (laughs) Well, we we I mean, there were some novels like, like Splinter in the Mind's Eye and in some other ones by that was Alan Dean Foster by this time. Splinter and then the uh, novelizations of the movies were all we had. That was all we had. Okay. And, and we've, we've covered Splinter before, which um, I recommend if you are a diehard star, star Wars fan, I would recommend Splinter just in the fact that it is interesting. The history to me is more interesting than the story is. The story is good to a certain, well, from a certain point of view, <laughs> but um, I love the history behind it because the history behind Splinter was it it could have been the sequel had Star Wars not done so well. It would have been a made-for-TV movie instead mm. of a big blockbuster film like oh, Star Wars. So that's why we got Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. Yeah, it's a whole different can of worms. That's a completely different can of worms. So I like the history on on Splinter, and it's a weird, weird story. And it's really weird when you know the history, when you know the story of Star Wars, because it's like, oh, wait a minute. It, it, it kind of feels like Leia and Luke are, you know, heading towards a relationship. And, right. Yeah. 
yeah, it's really, really weird in that aspect. But again, nobody knew that Luke and Leia were brother and sister, including George Lucas himself at that time. <laughs> um, um, we'll, we'll fix that in post. post. <laughs> right. Okay. So now we have Timothy Zahn debut Star Wars novel. Heir to the Empire, the name of it. And, and I guess back then we always called it the, <coughs> we called it the Thrawn Trilogy, right? Yep. Yeah. It's still referred to as the Thrawn, the Thrawn Trilogy. Trilogy. Although now you get confused because now there are, well, technically there are three, three Thrawn trilogies, trilogies now because you have yeah. the original, which is considered legends, quote unquote. Yes. Um, and then you have the Thrawn Trilogy, which is more in current, Star Wars time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the the third Thrawn trilogy, which kind of gives you Thrawn's background and his, his history and where he comes from and stuff. I've only read the first book of that one and it's good. Um, I don't think it's as good as the other Thrawn trilogies. I mean, you know, again, I'm only going by the first book. I can't speak for books two and three of that trilogy. Right. Um, and, and not to say it's bad because I don't know. I don't think Timothy Zahn's ever written anything bad. <laughs> At least not that I know. <laughs> uh, I might be a little biased here, but you know, sure. Whatever. Um, but the original Thrawn trilogy is always going to be my favorite. It, it stood out to me when it came out. Cause I was like, why aren't we getting movies of this? There needs to be a film. There needs to be films of these. And, and honestly, I, I still think there should have been films. Um, I, I think his stories are way better than what we got in the sequels. Um, I think they're more interesting and he definitely had a plan. <laughs> right. The sequel trilogy did. There was no plan, no rhyme or reason to why uh, that played out the way it did. Yeah. Let's let that go. <laughs> right. Not, not that, that Timothy's son didn't make some weird choices. Cause he did. I, I, some of his names are crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, I've said before in the past that uh, uh, I think he just takes a, a letter dice and throws them and goes, oh, that'll be a good name. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and then we have the whole cloning issue where, like, we have a clone of Luke Skywalker, spoiler alert. Um, but technically the, the Luke clone doesn't come up in the first novel anyway, but his name is Luke, <laughs> right? L U U K E. Right. But we sort of have that in this novel as well, though. We had Joris Saboth, Saboth, uh-huh. Saboth. I can uh-huh. think of how his name is said. Um, yeah. Cause his, he is also a clone of, Right. Jedi Master Joris Sailboth. And I believe Joris also has two U's. Uh, the, the clone. The clone has two U's. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of like, okay, that helps. <laughs> this must be I a mean, clone. I guess visually it helps us when we're reading it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I. I don't know. It was a weird thing. I would love to ask him, okay, why the extra U's? <laughs> right. I, I don't That's know. like saying if you were a clone, my eye. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, hey everybody, he what do you think about my Ike's, my Ike's new name? <laughs> He's just a clone. <laughs> His wife had some going on camping trips, and so the word left with the clone of Mike here. Uh, <laughs> oh wow, that's how we could do it. <laughs> I got to cut my hand off, <laughs> get, a, get a robotic hand, and then we right. clone the hand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, <laughs> oh, I can't wait till she watches this episode. Right. <laughs> so, all right. all right. Go ahead. What's the synopsis of, if you had to say the synopsis of Heir to the Empire, what would that synopsis be? <laughs> well, funny you should ask that because I have it right here. Yes, so, we did not play in that. That actually just kind of happened. So cool. So uh, again, it was uh, published in 1991 by Ban- Bantam Spectra. Um, 
It is written by Timothy Zahn, of course. Uh, it's set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. The book follows the adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and their allies as they fight to restore peace to the galaxy. Their mission is complicated by an emergence of a new enemy, Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm. who seeks to restore the Empire's power through his strategic brilliance and knowledge of the galaxy's history and culture. Meanwhile, the group also encounters Mara Jade, one of my personal favorites. Thrawn is too, though. <laughs> a former agent of the Emperor who is on a personal mission to avenge his, his death. The novel is known for its complex plot, strong character development, and introduction of new characters, concepts that have become beloved by Star Wars fans. It also had a significant impact on, on the Star Wars franchise as it helped to revitalize interest in the series after a long hiatus that would be the dark times <laughs> and paved, by, paved the way for the expanded universe, or as we now call it, Legends. Legends. Yeah. Yeah. I hate calling it legends, but yeah. you know, I, I I've got to say this. Um, and, and well, I'll talk more about this next week's episode, but when I was watching visions, one of the things that I really appreciated was I'm watching all these different stories that all these well world renowned studios are creating and they, they are having the freedom to create these stories and visuals and stuff. And, it was fantastic. And I thought, you know, that's what made the expanded universe what it was. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. There was the freedom, you know, you know, the Marvel movies, you know, I, I remember the complaint of every director for every Marvel movie had been, they had to be strict about what they could do and not do. And things had to coincide with shows and other movies and stuff like that. Um, I, I, how shall I say this? I'm almost to the line of multiverse. Almost to the line. <laughs> because uh, we're gonna get because there. I think there was so much creativity. And I think that's what made this, what made Heir to the Empire, the beginning of an incredible trilogy of freedom for an author to create. Well, now, funny you should say that because – Originally, uh, you know, well, now Timothy Zahn, he had he had some certain restrictions because he, okay. he, said, he said in the past that, you know, he was given a list. OK, you can't touch these characters and you can't touch this time period, you know, so there. The, so apparently Lucas had some plans, but I, I just think he wasn't totally sure where he was going yet. And there was just some things he, you know. Lucas is like, look, you have, for the most part, free reign, but with the exception of this, this, and this. Yeah, that you can't kill off this character. You can't kill off this character or something like that. Yeah. Now, Timothy Zahn's novels did kick off the, as we call it, the legends at that time, the EU, the expanded universe. Um, and there was, the way I'd always heard it uh -huh. was, the authors at that time, they had to know, like, because um, we had the role-playing books, role-playing games at that point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They that was just a wealth of knowledge. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. They were incredible. I mean, you could go in and look up your favorite ship and get details on the ship that we never got in the films. You know, mm -hmm. it was incredible. Mm -hmm. We got character stats that were amazing, you know. Um, just lots of cool details. And those gaming books are really cool, actually. Right. Um, but supposedly they had to know a lot of information from those gaming books and several, any novels that had come out, which, you know, at that point there wasn't much yet. Cause like, like we said, Timothy Zahn's the first. Right. But, but cause, cause supposedly, <laughs> supposedly get this. They were supposed to, they were trying to avoid the problem Star Trek had. Cause now I've never read any Star Trek novels, although I do own one now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I own one written by William Shatner. Um, oh, <laughs> well, cause I was intrigued after I found out that 
he was unhappy with his death in Star Trek. And I was like, and so he wrote a book that, which basically, uh, uh, debunks that. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I want to read this. So it, I have it and it's on my list to read. I just don't know when I'm getting to it. And we may have to do an episode on that too. But okay. anyway, regardless, okay. regardless, Star Trek had the, the problem of they, all the Star Trek authors, like walked all over each other and, 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 uh, contradicted all kinds of crap. <laughs> they contradicted stuff in the movies. They contradicted stuff in the TV series. They contradicted oh. other, other novels, you know, and from what I understand, it, it was a mess. And supposedly Star Wars was going to try and not do the same thing. But I think eventually they, <laughs> they kind of ran into the same problem. You know? uh, so, it is what it is. I, I've read several Star Wars novels and, and, and I really, really enjoy the legends. You know, a lot of the legends novels, I, I there's just plenty of them and air to the empire is the top. That's number one. Right. Numero- on. So, <laughs> All right. so, you already mentioned two of your favorite characters. Let's go, let's take that in a little bit more detail. Okay. So you, you, let's talk Mara Jade first. Why is obviously this is the introduction to Mara Jade. For some right. reason, I felt like there was more to Mara Jade's story than what was in the comic books. Like we got more. Like if I thought I remembered, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I remembered within the book there was a, the aspect that there were two things about Mar Jade. One was she was the emperor's hand. Yes. And all um, personal assassin. And then, but also there's something to do with there in the Senate chamber area or something. There was this really cool plant formation or something that was listening into all the side conversations and it had a direct line to Palpatine. And that's where he was able to get a whole bunch of his information and then was able to uh, communicate that to Mara Jade. Did I just dream that? Uh, is is marijuana legal in Montana? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You've been smoking it? No, I have not. <laughs> or digesting it. Just checking. I, checking. I, I know I've been. Wait a minute! You were eating gummy, gummy bears, <laughs> right? These are not those kinds of gummy oh, bears. Okay. Okay. Um. I, I and I I I re-listened to it this time. I, I it must be one that. of the other novels. I I don't. Yeah, that wasn't there. Now, okay. Well, let's here, talk Marjade. Though you go with Marjade. Marjade. Real quickly, let me give you the breakdown on Marjade. Marjade is a key character in in the heir to the Empire and one of the most popular figures in the Star Wars Legends canon. She is a former agent of the Empire of the Emperor who is now on a personal mission to avenge his death. Mara is a skilled fighter and a cunning strategist with a sharp wit and no-nonsense attitude. Over the course of the novel, she becomes increasingly entwined with the main characters and begins to question her her own loyalties. So um, the way it comes down, Mara Jade is introduced to us through Talon Card, who is Talon Card, we'll talk about him a little bit more too. Um, he's kind of replaced Jabba the Hutt sort of in the um, aspect that he's kind of in charge of the smuggling trade. Mm. So, um, so yeah, he's kind of taken the, the place of Jabba the Hutt. Not that he looks anything like Jabba the Hutt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Talon Card's a very interesting character. But, he was, uh, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah. Not as much as I like Mar or Thrawn, but yeah, I do like. I them. thought he made a fantastic replacement for Jabba the Hutt. I did too, but go ahead. But he's he's slightly different than Jabba because he is. He he kind of his allegiance kind of changes halfway through the novel. So, well, um, he's he's, well, he's a businessman I, and, and yeah, he's yeah. trying to play both sides and he's trying to be strategic. It's like a big chess game yeah, for him, and I liked it. Now, not as smart as Thrawn, not as oh no 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 Sherlock versus Moriarty kind of right. thing. That's Thrawn, right. um, but still a very shrewd businessman. Yeah, I think that's that's a great description of him. So we run into her at this point. She's 
running with his crowd um, because she has nowhere left to go, more or less. So she kind of ties in with these smugglers. Mm-hmm. Um, Marjade is the emperor's hand, what's known as the emperor's hand, his personal assassin. Uh, majority of the empire didn't even know Mara existed. That's, yeah, that, that came out in this one where she was really upset because nobody knew who she was. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think at some point, you know, at some point she probably is upset that no one knows who she is, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think that was an advantage when she was the assassin that she was. Agreed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that played out well when she was playing her role, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyway, so we find out throughout the novel that one, she was present when, uh, when Luke confronts Vader. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I don't know if she's actually in the room, but she knows that because of Luke and his interaction with Vader, that Vader kills the emperor and basically her life just goes away because okay. of what happens. Okay. That's why she hates Luke so much. That's why she has a deep hatred for Luke Skywalker. She had a life of purpose. Being part of something big that was immediately taken away from her. Right. Exactly. Because she had nothing and nowhere to go. And like we said, nobody knew who she was. Right. Right. It's not like she had any weight to pull around or anything. Right. Exactly. Um, Now, one of my favorite scenes in the book Luke goes back to Dagobah and he revisits the cave, the cave where he sees the vision of him. Uh, he sees the vision of Vader and then he, he slices Vader and the, the mask opens up and he sees his face inside of Vader's mask and everything. Right. Okay. So he visits it again and he's like, ah, the vision's gone. Well, of course the vision's gone because I've already conquered that. So yeah, right. I wouldn't see that anymore. And then all of a sudden he starts to see another vision. He starts to see the scene from, from the execution scene from Jabba where he's on Jabba's skiff and they're about to make him walk the plank. Uh-huh. And that's the point where R2 ejects his lightsaber. Yeah. He, he goes to catch the lightsaber and before he can catch it, the lightsaber is pulled away from him and it's pulled back up onto Jabba's uh, skiff. Uh, skiff where he sees a woman. Now this is interesting. I read the first two of the comics last night. I didn't read all six of them, but I, I read the first two. Now mm-hmm. in the novel, they say that her face is blurred out in the vision. Luke can't see her face at all. Oh, but, but they portrayed it in the comic book like you could see her face. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was an interesting difference between the comic and the novel. Mm-hmm. But I love that scene. I, I right, you know, it's been years since I read the book, and and I'm listening to it. And Mark Thompson does a fabulous job of of narrating the book and doing the different voices. It's it's just an incredible incredible audiobook if if you know if you're into audiobooks I highly suggest that you get the 20th anniversary one cuz that's the one that Mark Thompson does. Um I can't remember who does the original audiobook of it. But anyway, um I I listened to that scene and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. This is awesome." Cuz Luke is freaking out. He's like, "What the heck is going on here?" Right. You know? And who is this? And then we find out that it's Mara Jade. Now, later on, we find out Mara Jade actually was at Jabba's palace. And that just blows my mind. She was actually sent there to assassinate Luke. And she failed. And she partially blames the Emperor's death on herself because she ah, a little bit more character depth there. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's another reason she hates Luke Skywalker. And but we we find out she was there. Jabba wouldn't let her go. Uh, you know, when they take Luke out to execute him, she wanted to go and he wouldn't allow her. So she was posing as uh, she said she was posing as as one of the dancers. So, um, you know, take that for what what you may, because, you you know, you rewatch Return of the Jedi and you're going to be like, well, I don't see her in there. Well, I don't see Marjorie in there. Right. That's because she's the Emperor's <laughs> hand and nobody knows who she is so right. that's why. <laughs> but um yeah i i love those two scenes though the you know the scene the actual the the scene of of the the tree or the cave and then her explaining she actually was at jabba's palace when he was there so those are two of my favorite things from the book i i, I find that fascinating yeah and it just adds to the mystique and you know um just who Mara Jade is altogether, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which again, she's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to as we, you know, as we continue this journey through the Thrawn trilogy. I'm just, I'm interested to see her story all over again. Yes, yes, really. Yep. Yeah, because I, I, I guess after reading the comics, going through the comics and stuff, and no, it's comic books. It's not the novel. I know that. Yeah. It's all right. It's okay. But it was, well, I just mean, I was, I was like, that's it. That's all the character development we get out of her. This is the, you know, I mean, the, it begins, you know, you have to introduce the character and stuff like that. But I, I think I just, you gosh, have I really, audible. I thought there was more. You I have, have audible. audible and I do have heir <laughs> to the empire. The Mark that's Thompson right. 20th anniversary edition kind of thing. So I do have it. And uh, yeah, and Audible is a sponsor of Two Geeks and a Microphone. That's right, everybody. By the way, if uh, you are curious about starting your own Audible membership, I would encourage you to go to our uh, go to this website. I'm going to put it up on the screen. (laughs) Don't send them to our website because it's still broken. (laughs) Right, we're working on it. We're working on it. But if you go to audibletrial.com slash two geeks, T W O G E E K S, you can get, um, you can get your first audible book, audio book uh, for free. I mean, you can, it's a free trial. You pick whichever one you want. Um, and it's yours to keep. And there are literally hundreds of thousands of audio books that you can tr- choose from. Um, what's really cool is if you continue with a subscription, it's $14.95 a month. That gives you one credit. That one credit gets you a whole bunch to choose from. Uh, on books, even fantasy books that are like 30 some odd hours long, only one credit. It's fabulous. It's a great deal. Plus, you could also even um, you. There's also the Audible Plus catalog as a member, and there's a bunch of free audiobooks. A lot of you know, like the Art of War by Sun Shu, or I never can't pronounce his name right. Um, classics like Great Expectations. I mean, there's all these stories and and really good audiobooks that you can get for free as part of the Audible Plus catalog. Um, plus, they've got all kinds of different you know daily ones as well so i would encourage you to check out audible uh if you haven't um if you decide that you don't want to continue just cancel your membership and boom you're done there's no long-term contracts or anything you can just go month to month which is great um so audibletrial.com slash two geeks okay continuing on though audible love it on audible (laughs) thank you audible um so yeah moving on uh i figured we'd talk about grand admiral thrawn a little bit here Yes, um, he kind of is the the uh, pivotal character. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's the pivotal character of heir to the empire. He, after right. all, he is the heir to the empire, as Ahsoka says in in the trailer for the Ahsoka series. She says that he is the heir to the empire. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that. Dave Filoni is is adapting much more of the story into his own story. Oh, could you imagine if we got Mara Jade? Oh, I, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to. I, I don't think he's going to give it to us. 
I wished he would. I think he still could. And I think it fix, fix, fixes Curmungent Luke in The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, interesting. I gave that in, my, in our second or first, no, first episode. You did, you did, you did, you did. Now I'm thinking back to it. Yes. I gave my theory on on how Mara, the character Mara Jade could fix Curmungent Luke. So go back and listen to our, our first episode, our very first episode. Anyway, Grand Admiral Thrawn is the primary antagonist of Heir of the Empire and one of the most iconic villains in the Star Wars legend can, legend canon. Legends canon. Say that four times fast. He is a legends brilliant. Legends canon, legends canon, legends canon, legends canon. I didn't mean literally. <laughs> <laughs> he is a brilliant military strategist and with a keen understanding of art and culture. He uses these skills to outmaneuver his enemies and restore the power of the empire. Thrawn is a complex character with a tragic background and his motiv- motivations are often ambiguous. Mm. So yes, Thrawn uses his enemy's art to, he studies his enemy's art to learn about the enemy to, to figure out what their motives and what their moves and, and, and everything is. And I, I find it pretty intriguing that I was going to look it up and see where Timothy's on, where he based the Thrawn character from because I but I I forgot to <laughs> sorry well, that's all right that's okay. that would have been interesting to find because I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody in history that he's based this character from you know and Moriarty well <laughs> it's possible it's possible now Thrawn has been called the uh Sherlock Holmes of the Star Wars universe he is he has been referred to it by Star Wars fans as as the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, of now, and Moriarty. He's well, a- yeah, but that's because Sherlock is more well known. <laughs> right now, just just an interesting tidbit, everybody. It, speaking of Sherlock, if you watch the BBC Sherlock, there's the there's the episode with the Mind Palace, uh, and the guy who plays the bad guy is the same guy who's going to be playing. Yep. Grand Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. And if you haven't seen that episode, like episode movie, episode movie, whatever, um, it's it's worth seeing. It is fantastic, fantastic. And there you're going to look at that and go, "That's Grand Admiral Thrawn." That's fascinating. <laughs> and and he's also the voice of Grand Admiral Thrawn in in Rebels too. So yes, it's going to yeah. be great. And his voice is incredible. Is Lars, oh Lars, it's Lars. Lars Mickelson, yeah, that's his name. Yep. So, yeah, Thrawn always intrigued me because he is so different from Darth Vader. You know, um, first of all, Thrawn is not—he's not a Sith. Um, he has yeah. no Jedi abilities at all. Um, right. He's more or less just a man. You know, a very brilliant man, but he's just a man. Right. And that's totally different than anything we especially back then knew about star Wars. Cause you know, we're expecting these big powerful Jedis to come and, and do things and stuff like this. And here you have this man who is uh, for the most part, um, he's, he, he, he doesn't have the temper Darth Vader. Has. Uh, in fact, uh, at one point in the book, Pallion uh, kind of oversteps his boundaries a little bit, but mm-hmm. has a great idea, and and he later on says to Thrawn, uh, "I'm sorry, I I did not mean to overstep." And Thrawn's like, "I'm not Lord Vader, <laughs> right?" Yeah, that was in the comic too, because I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, yeah." He's like, "Look, uh, you overstep if if you got a good idea, hey, right. all right, now." If you didn't have a good idea and it didn't play out, um, yeah, I think you might be up up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> right. Right. Well, there was the one guy who, what was it? He didn't train well, and because he denied it or didn't take responsibility for it, he had one of his henchmen take care of that officer. Right. right. So, um, yeah, Thrawn's not getting his hands dirty. That's that's well, Darth Vader didn't either. Well, in in the first 
movie. He did, he, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he he just. Eh. Just so you know, I'm going to be enrolling in the Darth Vader leadership management training course. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to learn how to choke people over Zoom. That's that's, that's the greatest skill ever. What was it? What was the meme that you posted? Darth Vader, Lord Vader, master of Zoom meetings since 1980 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for for Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yes. Oh yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn is nothing like Darth Vader and when I read that, that just intrigued me. I was mm-hmm. like, I like this guy. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Vader, too. Vader's always been, you know, a great character. And, you know, it's fun to see what Vader can do. Mm-hmm. But but then you have this other bad guy come in, and he's, for the most part, completely opposite of Darth Vader, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I loved it. I thought this is great. It's so different for Star Wars. It was groundbreaking. That's what it was. It was yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah, it really was. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I will so say I, I, I love I love the concept of Thrawn. I love that he's that Moriarty oh, that's so brilliant. I loved how in this novel it brings up how he looks at culture, history, and art of species to help understand them what they're prone to. Um, even when they had that battle where it's like, oh, do this maneuver and stuff. What? What do you mean? And it's like, hey, this is being led by such and such. And they fell for it and he demolished those rebel forces. Well, see, the other thing great about Thrawn is Darth Vader, you know exactly where his loyalties lie. His loyalties lie with the Emperor. He is a Sith through and through you know Mm -hmm. he's gonna follow his master but thrawn there's always this question you know is he really doing what he's doing for the empire or is he doing it for himself Mm, yeah right is in your head every time with thrawn because you're never a hundred percent sure where his loyalties really lie Mm -hmm. now i I think they tend to lean to him, to himself, is where I believe they lead. Especially some of the other, I've read several different Thrawn novels, so mm-hmm. I have a little more, you know, uh, understanding of the character. But, yeah, that was one of the other things that intrigued me about him, is the fact that you're just not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is this guy looking to take over the Empire? Is this guy you know, looking to increase the empire. Is he, uh, is he, does he ultimately want to take out the empire? You know, there's so many questions about Thrawn. And, and that's another thing that I think makes him a really intriguing bad guy. Yes. Yes. So in my other notes, I have, uh, I have Captain Pallion, Pallion. Now, is he the one we saw in, in the latest one, in the in the latest yeah. series, yes, I thought so. in I the wondered. Shadow Council. Actually, they they even refer to him as Captain Pelion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh yeah, and he and he's just he's just like he is in the novel. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> you you can tell that he is tied to Thrawn. You know that his loyalties lie with Thrawn. You know, um, it was it was obvious in in that episode. And that's just the way it, it's developed through through the book. Because, you know, at first he, he's learning who Thrawn is, but mm-hmm. his loyalties really end up falling right to Thrawn. That's that's he is Thrawn's uh, right hand man. So Captain Pallion is a loyal officer of the Imperial Navy who serves as Thrawn's second in command. He is a competent and honorable officer. He also harbors doubts about the Empire's goals and methods. Over the course of the novel, Pallion begins to question his allegiance to the Empire and becomes increasingly disillusioned with Thrawn's tactics. Mm. Now, um, in the new novels, he has a new right-hand man. Sometimes I like the new one a li- just a little bit better. Uh, the, the new one is, uh, Eli Vanto, Vanto, 
I forget exactly. Um, which I love this character. Unfortunately, we we're not going to see him because they they chose Pallion, which I'm fine with because that tells me, yeah, Dave Filoni must be, you know, going into that era of the Empire. Yes, which where I prefer him to go, right? Because hopefully it will lead to Mara Jade. I don't Mara Jade, Mara Jade, Mara Jade. <laughs> we want Mara, but um. But yeah, I, I really like Pelion. I think he's a great character, and I, I love his allegiance to Thrawn as as we see it. I I, I think it's pretty pretty good. Um, he's a good good right hand man. Uh, the next character breakdown I have is Talon Card, who we mentioned earlier. Talon Card is a smuggler and information broker who operates in the outer rim. He is a shrewd businessman with a network of contacts and a talent for extracting information from unlikely sources. Card is initially wary wary of the main characters, but he eventually becomes a key ally in their fight against Thrawn. And that's why I said that his allegiance is kind of kind of changed through the novel. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a little more out of, uh, well, he kind of thinks he has to change them <laughs> in order to save his own butt. <laughs> right. So, and I get it. I get it. And the final character breakdown um, I have is Joris with two U's. <laughs> Sayaboth. Yeah. Joris Sayaboth is a character in the Thrawn trilogy and serves as a major antagonist in the later books. He is a clone of a Jedi master who lived during the Clone Wars created by the Empire in an attempt to create a powerful Force user to aid them. Sayaboth is a highly skilled Force user with the ability to manipulate the minds of others, and he seeks to control Luke Skywalker, turn him to the dark side. He is also shown to be quite unstable, and his goals and motivations are often difficult to understand. I don't think his goals or motivations are all that difficult to understand at all, really. Um, uh, Saboth is out for himself and um, yeah, he, and he wants power. <laughs> I think that's, it's pretty simple, <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, he is interesting because Thrawn goes and gets him and uh, basically promises him not only Luke and Leia, but Leia's unborn children. Cause at this right. point she is, is pregnant with the twins, um, Jason and Jaina. Um, and that is what really intrigues Saboth. Cause Saboth, um, at first does not want anything to do with Thrawn, the empire or any of it. But when he hears the possibility of two, uh, Jedi children and that he could mold them and make them into whatever he wants. Yeah. That's when you get Sayaboth. That's when he, he's like, okay, I'm on board. What do you want me to do? I'll help mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know? And then of course he's just constantly, you promised me Luke Skywalker. Constant. <laughs> you promised, you promised, you promised, you promised. You said that five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, you still haven't delivered. <laughs> I'm going to be in my quarters. You, you come get me as you promised. <laughs> yeah. Come get me when Luke shows up. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> but no, yes. I think he's a great character too. I, I really like him a lot. Um, and that's another one I would love to see come into the, this, the current star Wars canon. I, I don't see why he couldn't, you know, it, it's not like they would be great. It would be yeah. great. He he would make We're at such- Tantus. They've already introduced Tantus, so why exactly. not? Yeah, I say bring him on, bring him on. You know. Yeah. Yep. That'd be good. Oh man. Any other final thoughts or anything? Um, just that I would highly recommend Air of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you read Air, you have to read Dark Force Rising and Last uh, Command. Last- last command. Cause those would be the final two in the, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just remember, you know, this book came out in 1991 
That was a couple of years after we had graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was just blown away. I can remember going to, okay. The mall, St. Clair square and Fairview Heights had mm-hmm. two bookstores and they were on top of each other too. And I would go into oh, those. Right. It was B Dalton and, uh-huh. um, Oh shoot. What was the other one? B Dalton. And it was Walden books, Walden books. That's it. B mm-hmm. Dalton and Walden books. So I don't remember which one was on the top and which one was on the bottom, but right. they were, you know, one was directly above the other one. You know, yeah. I would go into the one downstairs cause that's where I come into the mall, go look at, you know, for star Wars books in there. And then there's a staircase. That staircase is still there, by the way, there's a staircase right there. Go right up that staircase and into the other one. <laughs> Right on. That's awesome. And you'd also go and look and see who had deals on what. <laughs> I miss it. I'm just having choices of bookstores, you know. Now, now we've just just got uh uh um what's the big one now? Barnes um, and Noble. Barnes and Noble. That's the only bookstore we got around here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. unless I go over to St. Louis to a few few other places but yeah yeah here we've got a barnes and noble but then we've got a, a used bookstore in one gaming store called rook rooks kind of oh a- rook that reminds me i forgot about a character <laughs> oh go ahead real quick so we have rook in this also who is a i i, I probably say it wrong norigi 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 i don't know but uh, he is Thrawn's basically uh, uh, guard. His, yeah. his you know, uh, he's he's what what guards Thrawn. But we find out later in the novel that his race worships Darth Vader. That, That's right. That's they, right. They look at Vader as their lord, and Princess Leia goes and visits them. And they are yep. enthralled because Lady Vader, as they call her, since she's right. the daughter of, of Darth Vader. The heir apparent. Yeah, exactly. Comes to visit them. And their loyalties change, which is pretty intriguing. Yeah. Oh, and then the other interesting thing is we get the Yasharmi. Yasharmi. However you pronounce that. The, yeah. The, the uh, lizard creatures that blocked the force, which, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Great concepts. Loved it. Yep. And I have a 3d printed one on my. What? That is awesome. Yeah. There was a, an Etsy store. I can't think of which Etsy store. I wish I could remember the name. Cause I'd love to give them kudos for it, but they have, they have three D uh, printed, yeah, three D printed stuff for your three and three, three and three quarter action figures. And uh, I saw that and I'm like, Oh, I need one. I need one. I need one for my Thrawn. <laughs> now I have an original Thrawn uh, action figure that's unopened. I won't open that one. Cause that's worth some bucks. Um, but he has one on him. And then I also have the seven inch, uh, uh, black series Thrawn, and I've got the seven inch black series Luke Skywalker from the Heir to the Empire, and nice. Luke has a Yelsh army with him. I don't know why they packaged it with Luke and not Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. It is, but in another month, Mara Jade is coming out, and I plan on getting Mara Jade. And once I get Mara Jade, I'm going to open both Luke and Mara. I'm going to figure out a place to put them. And I'm taking that Yelsharmi and I'm putting them on my throne. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Anyway. That's funny. So, yeah. Uh, Heir to the Empire. Highly recommended. My all-time favorite Star Wars book. Yep. Yep. Great. Great story. Great book. Great comic, too. It was good. The comic was fun. Yeah, the comic, the the cover art is amazing. Oh, the cover art's great. Yes. The inside art is okay. Eh. It's yeah. okay. Just okay. Yeah. It's just okay. Agreed. The, but Agreed. The, the, yeah, the cover art is 
beautiful. Mm-hmm. They should have spent a little bit more money and used the same artist. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> they were on a time crunch. I guess. I guess hey. All right. Well, woo. All right. Well, everybody, hey, thanks for joining us. I uh, really appreciate you hanging out with us. And, uh, um, you know, on this, uh, as we are filming this, but uh, on uh, May the 4th be with you and also with you. <laughs> I remember that. And then, um, but uh, anyway, yeah, please check us out. Um, go to our Kofi page, which is www.com ko-fi.com slash two geeks um that there you will find our what we do for um our kofi our subscribers just to help us we have a one dollar tier two dollar tier and three dollar tier um to be open with you we've got a lot of people that do the two dollar tier um they really like that one and uh, so if you could do that all that money goes to just help pay for our hosting services uh, to do for this for um, here on StreamYard, also on Podbean, and uh, and so any anything that you do helps us pay for that and helps us continue the journey. We really appreciate it. So, Kofi.com slash Two Geeks, Mike. And if you made it this far, please go and like like us on Facebook. I post a lot of uh, memes and stuff like that. Today I posted a whole lot of memes for Star Wars. You uh, sure did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure Star Wars Day was covered. Um, That's great. While you're watching us on YouTube, make sure and give the bell a little tickle. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, That way you get notifications of every time we go live. We go live Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Of course, today is not a live one. It is a pre-recorded one. Next week, we will be back live, though. Um, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. You do the math on the rest. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think that's all I got to say. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, for our final phrase, Mike, do you have it? Um, yeah. Hold on. I'm looking for our outro. There we go. Uh, for the final phrase, uh, uh, happy Star Wars Day. May the fourth or the force be with you. And also with you. And also with you. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 